dignity of man and the destiny of man. Well, the dignity of man and the destiny of mankind has come to fruition here on a very special Tuesday afternoon podcast of This American Podcast Comedy Edition. I am Tony Visick, uh, and we are coming to you today uh, for a specific reason. Um, Jordan Brady has become uh, probably more... I I watched CNN recently, The History of Comedy, and then I've watched uh, Jordan Brady's last two documentaries, and I've learned more about comedy from Jordan Brady's documentaries than I learned uh, from CNN's History of Comedy. Even though I almost I knew everything in CNN's history of comedy, I did not know everything in Jordan Brady's first two documentaries, I Am Comic and I Am Road Comic. Jordan Brady has made another documentary that's even more special than the last two called I Am Battle Comic. And I Am Battle Comic will be, I want to get this in now, uh, and we'll post it up later, is going to be screening this Thursday night at 7 p.m. at the uh, Harkins in Scottsdale. So, uh, And it's being brought to us by uh, Sneaky Big Studios, which I assume is... Jordan Studios, and the Arizona Office of Film and Digital Media. And it's going to air April 27th at 7 p.m. at the Harkins Camelview in Scottsdale. And here's some cool things about it and why you should go check it out. I used to do these things in Los Angeles where you got to go and then here have Q&As with the people who made the film or involved with the film. The event will feature a special red carpet event to benefit the Semper Fi Fund. And following the movie, attendees will be treated to a hysterical Hysterical. Q&A sponsored by Super Lounge featuring Brady and comedian Bob Kubota and moderated by Matthew Earl Jones of the Arizona Office of Film and Digital Media. And what's cool is um, uh, Bob Kubota will be on the the dais Thursday night, but he is in studio with us right now. Good afternoon, Bob. Hello, Tony. How are you? I don't need a dais today. I just need you. You just need a... Just a chair and a microphone. What is a dais anyway? I never really uh, a dais. It's the um, on stage. It's, yeah, it's basically means podium. It means podium. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what is is a singular podium a podii? A, p- a podii. Podii. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So podius uh, podii. You are one of the subjects Podendum. of <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Podiatrist. I had to. Podunk. Yeah. Podiddly. That. It's a whole different. It was Podiddly. Uh, you are the subject, one of the subjects of this film. Jordan Brady went on tour with you. I'm an accidental participant. You know what I mean? It's sort of like if you were doing, you know, going to make a thing about the Beatles, Ringo would have to be in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just has to be, whether he, he likes it or not. Well, what's interesting is over time we're realizing that uh, uh, what an important facet he was. I know. And then down the road, you get revisionist history, and then you really figure out what really... Or actual was. history. Or actual history. Sure. Actual, well, revisions to the actual... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is hopefully what will happen here is that we'll all, at least 20 years down the road, then people will recognize our genius and greatness for what we are and what we do. You uh, you are a, a subject of um, uh, I Am Battle Comic. Jordan yeah. Brady actually went uh, on tour with you. Um, yes. I know everybody uh, that he went on tour with except for one. Uh, you, Don Barnhart, mm-hmm. Jeff Capri, mm-hmm. and there was one other comic involved. Slade Ham out of Houston, Texas. Slade Ham out of Houston, Texas. Yes. And what you guys do is it's not the USO. No, it's not. It's not. It's uh, it's a, every the, the USO started uh, uh, us comedians going over there probably twenty years ago, but then uh, the USO got too big for its britches and thought, hey, we, mm. we need to bring in more Robin Williams level type people. Sure. Which they did. And, they, you know, current people enjoyed it, and they spent a lot of money, but that sort of broke up the comedy thing. But then other groups went in, entertainment groups, uh, saying, hey, we have comedians for, you know, 
not you know break the break the bank kind of thing because they're not quote unquote celebrities. But boy, your guys are really going to enjoy these guys. Sure, you know? actual actual good comedy shows as opposed to you know meet and greet L- fame. Let me. What, how I was actually going to yeah. start the, day, uh, the show today, and I didn't, was that I have a book at home called 1,000 Recordings You Should Listen To Before You Die. And it, it kinda, I, I often thought maybe I should write a book called 100 Comics You Should See Before You Get Too Old to Go to Nightclubs. Hmm. And uh, you, like would cer- you would certainly be on that list. <laughs> uh, uh, most people uh. know the biggest names, names that kind of then right. transcend comedy itself. Mm-hmm. People knew Robin Williams' name. He transcended yeah. comedy. You know, but when you go out to a comedy nightclub, oftentimes or a comedy venue, uh, you're going to see comics who oftentimes are better comics than the more famous names. The more famous names became famous for a variety of reasons, sometimes not necessarily having to do with being a great stand-up comic. You uh, fall in the category of what I consider a comics comic and a great stand-up comic, and anybody who has a chance to see one of your shows should. And you then made a decision to go to some of the most dangerous places in the world and make people that have really no reason to laugh, right. laugh. Right, yeah. Now, I don't know if I made that decision or I just accepted the opportunity because you take opportunities as they come. Now, then when you continue to do it and do it repeatedly, then maybe people will question your sanity or whatever. It's called addiction. But, <laughs> but the truth is, if you're going to travel, travel. If you're going to go on the road, go on the road. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, what's a week at the at the uh, whatever the uh, Clarion and and you know that suburb of Cleveland? You know, in the in, in the, Parma in the air park. You know, the business park. Yeah. Where you go outside and you look around and you go, I can't I can't even get something to eat here. Yeah. Know? But then you walk back in your little apartment and then you got a TV dinner in the fridge and then you cook that up and that becomes your glam. If you're gonna travel, travel. That's all I'm saying. You know. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day about uh, how certain comics who are very funny comics, how. Um, uh, after a number of years, their act becomes uh, very narrow because the life becomes narrow. It is, <laughs> it is a Holiday Inn. It mm-hmm. is a, uh, uh, a chain restaurant. It is uh, a rental car. It is an airport. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that becomes their entire life. And so then they end up just talking about that. You made a decision instead of doing that to go to very unique places. You've been to Kuwait. Yeah, Kuwait. That's like sort of the uh, ground, or not the ground zero. That's a bad ex- uh, term, but uh, the home base of, of the, everything that happens in the Middle East, for at least for the soldiers and in, and people coming in from what, wherever to do whatever, usually filter through Kuwait. It's like the home office of the Middle East, you know, of the Middle East uh, military entanglement, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, so you're going to feed through there, and then from there it gets uh, what do you call? Then it gets into oh helicopters. Uh, you know, M wraps and that kind of stuff to ride around in in the dust in the actual war zones. But you get all the way to Kuwait commercially, and then uh, get slid around on pallets, as I call it. You, so know. you perform to Kuwait, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. That's where that would be. Which is an actual hot zone, right? So that's exactly. You would go to Kuwait, and then you would get. You know, you'd have to get your flight scheduled, your chopper scheduled, or your C one thirty scheduled, and then you got to show up like a soldiers and wait in line and you know go through the checklist and make sure you're there and have your IDs and all that kind of stuff and load John like cargo just boom cargo <laughs> plane baby and then boom you fly over there get off uh, run run around until you got the space you're supposed to be at don't have any bright lights on you that kind of stuff and uh, got your camo and uh, you know little rules here and there and uh, yeah you'll be fine you'll love it so most comics are going to perform. Most comics, and I work with a lot of young comics, and their desire is to work in a comedy club 
until you work in a lot of comedy clubs. I think your desire is to work in a theater. And your right. desire is to make enough money to not work. But um, you are when you when you're touring uh, when you're doing these specific types of shows. You're not playing a comedy club. You're not walking no. into a nightclub. It's, no. It's not Shecky's Kuwait. No. Well, uh, sometimes it gets up to that level of it. almost feels like that sometimes. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, the, they're almost like all really, really, really good one-nighters. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're in Joe's bar or we're in this, this room over here next to this whatever, this blown out whatever. We got a room over here. We set up some chairs and a, a, micro, a mic stand or whatever. You're working on the floor, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And may, might be sitting in there. They might brought their own chairs. They have those little fold-up chairs. Those guys yeah. will cover. Sometimes they'll bring their own and sit down on those, and that's the seating or whatever. And But it feels like a, a really, really great one-nighter. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, you have you performed like on an aircraft carrier or anything like that? Yeah, I have. Yeah? I yeah? have. That was years ago, but I did spend a couple of days on an aircraft carrier, and uh, it, it was just unbearably hot and uh uh, but again, plenty of room for anything. I'll tell you that about the carrier. You could put comedy clubs right on an aircraft carrier. And so, plenty of room to land a oh, land yeah. a jet. Oh, yeah, you could just be sitting right next to the, uh, you know, to where they're flying in and off, and tail hooking or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so much space. People playing basketball. I mean, playing football up there. There's just so much room. Have you performed where in, in a hot zone where there was like there had been an attack the previous day or attack was imminent or? Uh, situations like that were taking place. Yeah, I think uh, I think we uh, anything that, that has happened in terms of uh, actual incoming or um, things blowing up and that st- sort of stuff that's happened. But it usually happens. Uh, we find out about it after it happened or 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 something. It didn't. We weren't conscious of it at the moment. Sure. And then later, you hear, oh, this thing went off over here and something got you know destroyed or whatever. Or uh, God forbid, we lost a guy over here and that kind of stuff. But so, but very minimal that kind of stuff. Very very minimally compared to what you would think, you know. Sure. And uh, not anybody I know has ever been in uh, real danger. I know uh, a few guys went over, uh, probably in the Middle East, like in Iraq. This is a different tour, the Comics on Duty tour, I think it was back in the mid two thousands there. But they'd go yeah. over there and uh, the, the the helicopters they have to fly from base to base in pairs. You know, so one actually is. They both look out for each other. They always fly in pairs. Got so, you. So, uh, uh, one the front one would go up, and then the second one would go up, and then they they take off and you know fly a a, a a pattern that was what do you call synced up. But uh, I guess one time the, our guys were ready to get on the second chopper. One went up, boom. Then they went up. Then this one went down, or then theirs came immediately right down, because apparently their lead chopper didn't get through got hit basically oh my goodness just basically got hit and that went, and they it was the guys they were just hanging out with just like they were waiting there for four hours because sometimes you'll get up oh, nope can't fly boom we're gonna fly in 20 minutes oh we can't fly so that'll take several hours sometimes before you actually fly so you got to be there sitting yeah. there waiting the whole time and so those guys went up then they went up and they came right back down and they found our, our lead chopper just got hit just a lucky hit by whoever an insurgent shoulder prepared uh, propelled uh, uh yeah, yeah, Gren- sure. Uh, grenades and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, that kind of stuff. And it's always they always it's luck when well, they they do hit us occasionally, but it's luck. They don't. I mean, a guy down here just taking down, you know. Yeah, it's like hitting a bird. You know, it's just so. Th- usually, the worst thing that can happen to a comic in a in a uh, comedy club is a heckler. Right. And, and on the, on right. these tours, oftentimes there is the realistic possibility, although it, it's rare. Thank goodness, the realistic possibility that. There could be an attack, and you could be under attack. Sure, uh, the building could be attacked. Uh, sure. So, does that change you? Does that change you or your act at all? 
Uh, no, because well, it changes you in the sense you got to ignore it because you realize everybody else is ignoring it. It sounds crazy to you. What's going on? With, you know, you're, you know, you get all jumping, and if they're just sitting there all calm, you sit there calm. Just take their lead. Be a dog, basically. <laughs> is, 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 is he is is he excited? Okay, I'm not excited. You know, and that's all, basically how it works. You know, if they don't react, we don't react. And there are times we heard a, heard you know the, the 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 siren go off and the, heard a little explosion sign go off. And I and I was in a, like a portage on, and then you, boom, you sprint out of the portage on into the place where you're supposed to go. You're supposed to gather in certain places when things happen. But again, usually it's a false alarm. Uh, but you, but you got to do it every time. You got to act like it's real every time because one time is going to be real. So yeah, yeah. That's how it works. And you, you want to be ready for that. Um, so how are the audience? So the audience are obviously all members of the military. Very yeah, yeah, not completely. Always depends. There's lots of different situations. They'll set up shows. They'll set up. Um, in like uh, they'll set up a, a, a show for the top brass or something, a commander show, or or just for families, or it could be, you know, that's why they always you want to be a, you want to be a family family friendly comedian on these. Well, now family, so are, are some of these that. guys? They have their families sometimes. Like we're going to uh, in a week, we're going out to Europe, Spain, Italy, Portugal. Yeah, a lot of families out there. It's it's not a hot zone, but these guys have long extended runs there, so they got their families there, and it's actually some pla- nice places to live out there. You know, if you happen to be lucky enough to stay, be stationed out there, we're going to a place called Lodges Air Force Base, which is an island in the Atlantic Ocean east of Portugal. We fly to Portugal and then fly back east a little ways to get on this island where it's all just uh, military and stuff. But it's tropical. So, yeah, again, they, they're going to get a little surfing the, in the families. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's like that. It's just like the beaches and stuff, but it has, it's a real calm waters and stuff like that because I did it once before. And, uh, yeah, but uh, look at this is beautiful. This is, uh, yeah, my family's here. We love it, golf course, whatever. But they're doing their jobs. They're doing what they have to do. So they're still military. So they still need to be entertained. Sure. So are the, uh, so are the audiences different than the, your regular average audience? I would say they're actually a little bit, at least for comedians, they're actually a little bit smarter and a little bit more have a little bit more world knowledge they know yeah. geography they know they're out in the world they're out in the world they're yeah. traveling they so they yeah. automatically know things that people uh at home might not just know you know just take for granted that they would know where this is or where that is or what's going on here or what's going on there it's a their consciousness is different so i actually like them better in a way because they always understand what you're saying you know what I mean? Are they easier audiences, or? Well, I mean, again, that's it. You know, you have then you have the uh, peculiarities of any groups of people of how they believe, think, whatever. Yeah. But all I ask for is you just understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm really happy, guy. You know, it's that dumb look of uh, where, where, what, why is he talking about? It's that, it's that, it's that look and that feeling that gets you down sometimes. So, in that sense, I enjoy it because they're engaged in. Everything that's going on in the world. Sure, um, most comics that I know don't like to be told what to talk about. Uh, although we often are more more often than not, you know, smart ones will go. You know, if you're going to do a television show and you go, "We well, like not to do this joke." There's always a story to comic goes. Well, I went ahead and did the joke anyway. And, yeah. But for the most part, someone who does something like that then doesn't get booked back. But yeah. but uh, we'll often battle for a joke or battle for a premise or a topic with yeah. an organization or a producer. Uh, are there things that you just naturally stay away from when you're over there? Yeah, you get you get you get to know that. Um, sometimes it's just language. They don't really tell you other than 
Well, I'll say no making fun of the president, no you know disparaging your country, and don't pull the flag down and stab it with a knife or nothing. Yeah. And if you don't do those things, you're probably going to be okay. And then and the other hot topic is just anything that's even remotely denigrating to women. It's a very yeah. It's a very they try to make that a super high consciousness for people. You know, sexual harassment and this and that and just talking to somebody this way and even the nature of our jokes. It's weird. You can really go extreme one way. And everything's fine. But as soon as you cross a line, then it's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. It's not like you can't talk about sex. You just have to, you can't, you can't make the woman the, um, somehow the, uh, what is it? The, 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 the butt of the, not the butt, the butt of, of the joke, but, it, but the, the one who, I don't know what, it's, a, it's, it's, I, I know it if I see it kind of situation. Where instead of a instead of a joke where the where the woman is the one that's coming up with the short end of the stick, right. the guy's coming up with the, the short end the of the stick. The woman has to win. In yeah, the, the woman has to win. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. And we just we just did a whole bunch of innuendo there. So there's a n- new complication in comedy everywhere in terms of that political correctness. It's just like wait, but it's okay to keep going this way on this this whole tangent. But as soon as you go that way, then it's we got a problem. You well, know what I it's, mean? It's so always it's kind thing. of been like that. I mean, there yeah. were certain words or phrases that. In the 80s, if you yeah. said them, the audience would just collectively shut down. Right. That now are... In- like, I just tried to make a joke about my wife the other night. Just like, oh, she's a magician. She does so many things I can't figure out. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. I'm going, And they're like, oh, oh, oh. oh, he's going to make fun of his wife. How did Rodney How did Rodney Dangerfield make a living? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean just, this is the most harmless, innocuous little joke. You know what I mean? But, oh, no, you can't go in there. No. You can't tell me your wife is causing you any trouble at all. That's that's taboo. You know, women don't cause trouble. We all know that. Well, you know, I, you know I watch the. Tra- I watch. <laughs> I, no, they don't. They are uh, they are pristine flowers. They are the flower of America, my friend. Without our lovely women, yeah. we'd be nowhere. Well, of course, not you, Shirley. Of course, you are. You are the perfect one. You're the one without the flaws. I get it, but there's other women, and they're not flawless like you, Shirley. Yeah. Well, you know, Todd, in, in my in my stand-up, um, um, you know, this marriage, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm at a certain point in my life that I'm just ungodly grateful that a woman will pay attention to me. So yeah. that well, I, that's it. <laughs> and then I found one that would uh, no, actually no. marry, me and then put up with not only my the, the idiosyncrasies of me, uh-huh. but then the idiosyncrasies that begin to come about with age. The, the weird noises I'm going to make at the breakfast table because I'm in my 60s. Who's not going to sit there and run out of the room? Right. You know. Um, sure. So a lot of my a lot of my stand up in, in regard to our relationship is that because it's you know it's that's the point of view I'm coming from. I, I met right. someone. I'm, I, my my point of view is I'm trying to make this work, and here are the the humor in trying to make it work. So. But you know, it's it's. There's always been those things that you can't talk about in Rodney Dangerfield's time. There were things that you would go to jail for talking about. Very few of us go to jail for what we say. You know, we may lose a gig or get sneered at, at or get time. or get sneered at. Yeah, but you know, I, look, I I'm so used to being sneered at. So um, uh, people just I, I'm walking down the street, and people just sneer. So, <laughs> but so. There are things that when you go over there that you're not gonna you're not gonna um, uh, denigrate women. Right. You're not gonna make fun of the president, yeah. which takes away about. But I'm just saying that it's a, it's a, it's not an easily interpreted thing either. Yeah. Because someone goes, oh yeah, this is not a problem, and then there's a problem, or somebody goes, uh, you know, this is gonna be a problem. Well, that's not a problem. 
you know what I mean? It's that kind of weird double standard. Oh no, that no that if you say and that and he's on top of her, then it's cool. But it yeah. can't be. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about. I'm not trying to get gross or nothing, but I'm just saying that's the sure. kind of uh, mental gymnastics you're going through with bits. Well, so much of it is, you know, um, many years ago I used to work the South quite a bit, and. Uh, I would the the booker would say you got a little dirty last night. I go the guy before he was dirtier. He goes, yeah, Tony, but he said it in a southern accent. <laughs> I had a booker telling him, he goes, you got to get it, man. He goes, well, you're fine. He goes, we're singing to these towns. You're funny, but you'd sound like you, and just to sound alone's pissing them off. So just don't piss them off anymore. Sound alone. Your job is not to piss people off, son. The sound of your voice is actually the, the, the sound of the Midwest. Really, just yeah, yeah. makes their, their hair. You got sound. You got a little New York well, in I your voice, because that's why my mom reacts about Southern people too. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's the same thing. We uh, it, and I uh, many funny. many years ago in the that's a sound. <laughs> son, it, it's not your jokes. It's the sound of it's your voice. It's just pissing people off. <laughs> I love your. Jo- I tell your I jokes. Funny jokes. Yeah, here around the house, we're all drinking. I go, hey, here's one. This one boy tells. <laughs> And the people laugh. Yeah, I do it with but, the accent. But when you there. did, man, it just—they had to take a gun away from a fella in the back row <laughs> Tuesday last. We didn't tell you about it. I actually did cause a fist fight in the back of a bar in Johnny Carson's hometown once. What? Uh, look, this interview is not about me today. Nebraska, so. Norfolk, Nebraska. I'm up there. I saw a big fight break out in the back. It was kind of a rough joint anyway. Saw a big fight. It was like where you saw feet flying through the air. You saw people going like cartwheels of fighting. And afterwards, I said, well, it's about, and bouncer said, some dudes, we're going to go up there and kick your ass, man. I didn't like what you were saying. And so the bouncer's got to fight with these guys shooting pool. But, um, all right, so y- you've been doing these tours for quite some time now. Uh, I want to talk about some of the other uh-huh. people on it. Um, Jeff Capri, who I've known forever. Yes, you know my friend, Jeff. Yeah. His and father I, is a great Castles comedian. Still Dick, out there working. Dick Capri is, Dick is a Capri. very funny man. Very funny. I knew Jeff when he was uh, an opening act at uh-huh. the, uh, he might have been the house MC uh-huh. at, um, uh, the Laugh Stop sure. in Orange County. Was that the Howard Trustman? Howard Trustman thing, yeah. yeah. And I used to work there on a regular basis. and I got the stripper pole on stage, I remember. There was a stripper pole on stage. I went in there once. I think I did one set in there or something. Uh, I, well, it, it was it was a great club because you, you got road money in town. Run, oh, you know, and in town road money. And it was, a, it was a hot club till someone went and opened up a club right next door to it and kind of put them out of business. But Jeff was a very funny uh, guy then and a gracious guy. And I happened to run into him at one of those kind of like offbeat shows that are yeah. happening in Los Angeles, actually at Cantor's Deli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into him. Oh, this was recently, right? That's recently. Right. And I hadn't seen Jeff in years. Okay. You know, and, and we uh, we kind of caught up. And he's You been, recognize each other's hair. He, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Because he, he is kind Tony, of... Tony's hair? Yeah. Jeff's Although, hair? I didn't have my hair in a ponytail, and he goes, oh. I missed the ponytail. Oh, okay. You know, uh, he cracked me up the other day. I, I, I wanted to write, and I didn't say it, but I'm going to call out Steve McGrew, where he was making fun of people with man buns. Oh. I, I was going to send him a thing going, have you seen a picture of your hair? <laughs> 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 people used to get beat to death for looking like you, and now you're That's making right. fun of... So, uh, Jeff's in the documentary. Yes, he is. Um, a prominent part. Yeah, and, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, Don Barnhart. Yes, the, who, who's the leader of the Battle Comics uh, He's uh, the the logo is his the battle comics thing and um, yeah so he books it and set, keeps sending us out so we keep doing it. He's an amazing guy. When you and I were kicking around Very LA productive. in the '80s, he was the uh, he was the house MC at the Comedy Magic Club uh, in Hermosa yes, Beach. Comedy Magic, absolutely. Yeah. And he's um, uh, he's I wouldn't say he, I don't know if he'd get upset. He, he's almost like Mister Comedy in Las Vegas now. 
Yeah, well, he does. He's got he does everything. He books shows. He uh, runs a comedy club. He uh, teaches comedy classes, and he books these tours. And oh, he's got the Church of Ha, and he's got some other things. Yes, he's a very uh, what do you call uh, the opposite of me. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, he's a very versatile, motivated guy. Motivated, he helps versatile. a lot of people, and very funny. But he's he inspires. A, he's me a hypnotist too, too. And, and he's hypnotist, and he's become a hypnotist as well. Now so. he's gone too far. Yeah. Well. I will, well, it's going well, so I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I would never make any judgments on that. All I know is if it works, it works, and which is fantastic. But it's helped him motivate me, you know, and yeah. to and to also try to be, you know, uh, just that busy and productive or whatever. I may take some, uh, hoping to take some magicians over the, overseas to myself as as part of a magicians tour for yeah. the troops where they can go up and get in their face and do put together your own your own production and take it over yeah, there. I just you know slap my name on it and bring some guys over you get know? michael finney over there yeah maybe perhaps yeah. Uh, yeah i've asked him i'm sure he wants to go but it's again it's coordinating di- and doing all that stuff i wouldn't normally do oh get people's veils and dates and this and match this up and get numbers and passports and blah, 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 you know that kind of stuff i'm not going to say that i know it's a lot of work but i know that it's a lot of yeah, work i know exactly um also now, Jordan Brady it actually yeah. then kind of came out of... For, here's an interesting thing people don't know about Jordan Brady. Okay, uh, Jordan Brady has made two documentaries, three now. Right. I Am Comic, which kind of put Rich Scheidner back on the map. Sure. You know, it kind of showed... And, and Rich was so brave in that that he kind of let the struggle that he had getting back on stage after over a decade right. be shown, warts and all, right. in that documentary. Mm-hmm. He kind of let himself be put... Uh, uh, in, in harm's way, so to speak, sure. that a, a publicist would go, oh, no, you can't do that. Right. And But it, it kind of put him you know, back, uh, like I said, on the map and, and has really kind of moved him forward. Uh, Jordan was a very funny stand-up comic mm-hmm. back in back in the day, too, in the late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Here's what people don't know about Jordan Brady. He has a bit that has become part of American speech. And yeah. people don't realize he's the one. Right. So he was the one who really kind of boiled down what the music was in porno films. Sure. The bow, chicka, wow, wow. Bow, chicka, which bow, bow. anybody does now. Everybody chicka, knows bow, that. Chicka, wow, and everybody bow. laughs. He's the, the guy. The gardener comes into the house. Yeah. He just needs a glass of water. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Hey, he could have drank from the hose. Yeah. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. <laughs> you know? if, if comics could copyright bits the way musicians right. copyright songs, He'd be a multimillionaire. He would, absolutely. Yeah, he'd, he'd own half of Beverly it belo- Hills. It belongs in the urban dictionary, the urban legend. Thing. It belo- you know, he needs... Uh, yeah, you know, but, but it doesn't work that way for us. It was us. funny, last year getting together with him after probably, I don't know how many years it was since I'd seen him, but yeah. you know, everybody's just, we're out saying, man, we all know you're ground zero for that, and we know that, you know, there's people that are 12 years old doing this bit, which makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know how that worked, but you get kids. I've seen, I've seen youngsters doing it, and you're just going, wow, how does this happen, you know? That's pretty amazing. It's but got porn in music. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. great. He was the, he got and funny. He's doing it. And uh, at one of our shows, there were some. Uh, there's now there can always be a somebody on every base who's in charge of. Oh, I don't know things that make people unhappy. Yeah. So they walk around and they'll you know they'll, their job is just to analyze everything going on, make sure nobody's offended and all this kind of stuff. The yeah. social justice warrior person. Sure. But so apparently, I, I believe uh, I believe this is. How it sort of went. One of us, a packed room, great show. Everybody's killing, right? And then you know, Jordan goes up, starts a show, you know, that type of show where everyone's going to kill. And he does the bit. Hey, well, check him out. So, but then it becomes a callback because he can call it back at any time. Sure, yeah. So this woman walks in after he's done probably two thirds of his set or whatever. So she walks in, kind of goes up and then finds a seat in the middle and crawls in and sits down. 
And while everyone's watching her, of course, George's like, wow, chicken, wow, wow. That's the woman who's, of course, in charge of everything that's horrible and everything that's going to hurt, be hurtful. <laughs> and so, oh, my God, this is going to come down to the office and all this other thing. So that became sort of a running gag. I don't think it ever came back to us all the way. But, you know, she was in there. She was not happy. She was filing a report, blah, 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 blah. Just for, she didn't even know what the joke was. She was just <laughs> being singled out, and everybody laughed at her. Well, uh, yeah, the frightening thing is that she actually knew what the music meant. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about her. So you're going to be. Uh, so you're only in town for a short period of time. Yeah, we're going for a month this time. Yeah. This next trip, it'll be, it's, it's two tours rolled into one. Uh, usually, they're two week tours. It's going to be two tours together. So your meeting, your name came up in a meeting today at the Tempe uh, Center of the Arts. We were talking about a meeting. Uh, yeah, I, I was having a business meeting, oh. and we were talking about comics we booked in. Your name came up, and I go, "Yeah, we'd like to have him back more." And I go, "I go, you know, we can't get him anymore because he's uh, he's actually so busy right now." Although, as I understand it, you will be doing uh, May twenty seventh at the. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be flying back from wherever, and he's going to jump in an Uber and head right to the. I'm trying to, to talk him into going straight from the airport to Peoria uh, to do our comedy salute to the troops at the Peoria Center of the Arts. As if he you comes can make off a month long tour entertaining the troops, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can make it, that'll be fantastic. And you're going to be doing uh, you're going to be doing the, like the, is Jordan going to be in town tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, he will be. He's. I fun. mean Thursday night, yeah. Thursday, but he's got to do Houston tonight. He did Dallas last night, Houston tonight, and then uh, Phoenix tomorrow night, or Thursday night. And then uh, I guess he's carrying it with him, so he's got to go get to right to the theater to load up the film. Wow, and that kind of stuff. He did it. He did it in a very the most. Uh, con- uh, the I don't. I'm not a tech techie guy but he did it with the least amount of equipment you could have yeah. with your basic cameras but he had these really high volume digital cards that he that he didn't have to load onto computers he just kept just shoving these cards in and he had the little thing and it didn't take up a whole lot of space so he could actually do it just basically what he had on him it was pretty impressive well we're going to come out thursday night we certainly want to see uh, i want to see you walk the red carpet I want to be standing in the crowd going, yeah. Bob, yeah, Bob, and yeah, like yeah. waving my 8 by 10 of yeah, you, asking yeah. that you'll just kind of yeah. sign it, I'm you know? I'm so glad it'll be so so far from that kind of an atmosphere, yeah. <laughs> the red carpet, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we're going to come out Thursday, and then there will be a and a afterwards. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what that means, but, yeah, is this, uh, people going to throw some questions. And if anybody has any things they want to share, they can share it, too. You know, they can get up there and tell some stories or whatever of their time out there, whatever. It's, it's, it's op- open-ended. Well, you know what? Um, uh, it's kind of a little uh, recognition here in what is your you and I, both of us, are adopted hometown. Yeah, that you're right gonna, that, at this uh, point. A, a, a film that, you know, I mean, you've you've been entertaining people in Arizona now for 10, 15 uh, years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more. I don't uh, know. You've, been, you've been generous with your time. You've done yeah. from, this, from the, the newest promoter with, with the, the smallest coffee shop show all the way up to major shows in town. You've done a lot of shows with us. And Thursday night, we're going to be able to see you on film and then have a cool. Q&A with you That's afterwards. So is uh, where will people be able to get tickets? Do we know that? Uh, they can go to I Am Battle Comic uh, on Facebook, or they can go to eventbrite.com, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com, and then go and hit the Phoenix uh, uh, version of the I Am Battle Comic stuff. And uh, even if there, and if there are tickets left at Showtime, you can still get them at the box office. Sure. So. What I tell folks is just once I know the name of something like I Am Battle Comic, if if you if you if if that kind of shot by you quickly, yeah. just Google I Am Battle Comic, and then you will find the opportunities to purchase tickets for what's going to be a really fun and very cool uh, night. That's a, a a great night for you. It's a great night for Phoenix. It's a great night for Arizona comedy, and it's a great night uh, for uh, comedy in general. And mm-hmm. that you guys are doing as the yeah. truth. 
it's a wonderful thing. So that is a good thing, Bob. I want to thank you for taking the time because you've been you've been on TV. We're getting up in the morning. I get in the morning. I'm turning. I've on been TV. on the boats. I'm doing boats. I'm a boat actor now. You're a boat actor now. Boat act. But I mean, the last few mornings yeah. I've gotten up. Oh yeah, that too. And I want a little peace of mind in the morning. Yeah. And I turn on my television. I can't have any. Because I go, eh, Bob's on TV. That's troubling me. That's troubling, <laughs> troubling me. me. On, so you've been on TV. You've, you've been doing a lot of press in yeah, town, you know. and you took time out of your day to do this. We well, greatly I, I appreciate agree. it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If this was a special edition pro- uh, production, then I'm even more impressed. It, it, it Kick was, them out. we got six more guys ready to go. No, no, no. This was it. it it's you, baby. And this will, uh, by the way, um, this will rerun. It'll be posted, and it'll also rerun in, in the live hours of Friday It'll rerun at 9.30, okay? okay? Awesome. So it will be posted so people will be able to download. You can download it at ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Be able to download it off of uh, uh, ComedySchoolsRadio.com and also ComedySchoolsRadio.com on Facebook. We're going to put it all up on our social media. You'll be able to hear it, and it'll run live again Friday at 9.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Bob Kubota for coming in and joining us on a special edition of This American Podcast Comedy Edition. We will speak with you again Friday morning. Bye-bye.